Hey friends, and welcome to episode 121 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. And in this episode, I'm pulling back the curtain to share how I've been doing life lately. Back in episode 97, I shared that I joined an amazing company called Clockwise as their full-time head of community, that I'd continue on my mission to ban busy as a badge of honor through the podcast and coaching. Now, a little over six months have passed, and I'm pulling back the curtain to share how I manage my time across a full-time job, my coaching business, this podcast, and of course, my family. I always love hearing about how others are making time for what matters most. I mean, that's one of my favorite questions in It's About Time interviews. So I thought it'd be fun to share what life looks like for me these days. So today, I'm talking about how I structure my days with a full-time job and a business. You'll hear the three biggest changes I've made this year to redefine my time. I'll tell you about the support systems I've implemented that help me get things done. And then finally, I'll tell you how and what I'm delegating to others so I can spend more time doing what I do best. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 121. I've also got you covered if you're looking to up your time management work-life balance game. Whether you're a full-timer, a business owner, or a combination of both like me, I've compiled my 21 top time management tips for you. We both know you can't cobble together a bunch of productivity hacks to build a life worth looking back on, but these 21 time tips are an awesome starting point or an opportunity to take your work-life balance to the next level. Head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, to grab the list. And of course, I'll link this in the show notes too. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. At the end of March, I hit my six-month anniversary as a full-time employee with Clockwise. If you haven't listened to episode 97, that's where I shared the news that I'd be stepping into the full-time head of community role with an amazing startup on a mission to help the world make time for what matters. It was and still is a perfect fit in so many ways because of how it matches up with my core values. Definitely go tune into episode 97 if you haven't yet for the full story. 
In addition to starting this new full-time role with Clockwise, I continued to serve clients as a time management coach, give keynotes and workshops, and of course, publish episodes of It's About Time. But just like I tell my coaching clients, I'm not just a business person or a professional person, I'm a whole person. We're all whole people, and we've got life to live too. In addition to my work, I'm a wife to Scott and mom to two little girls, three-year-old Camilla and one-year-old Elizabeth. And if you know anything about kiddos at those ages, then you can probably infer that I am not always the most well-rested person because of -of middle-of-the-night wake-ups. The past six, now seven months, have unlocked an entirely new frontier in time management for me, and I really feel like I've gotten into a good groove, but it certainly didn't happen overnight. The first few months were a pretty rough transition. If you've ever heard my story, then you know that after a 10-year career in the 24-7 world of crisis communications and government affairs, I walked away from it all in 2017 with a bad case of burnout. After spending years managing crises for others, suddenly I was the crisis that needed to be managed. My boundaries were non-existent, my relationships were crumbling, my health was not in a good place, and all in all, I was a mess. And while some of my burnout was definitely due to not having the right systems or processes in place, not knowing my core values or having a clear vision for my future, a good bit of my burnout could be attributed to toxic work environments. I've mentioned before about the boss who told me that I should arrive at work at 6 a.m. because that's what she did when she was in the role. And you might have heard me tell you about the boss who required a response to all of his emails in five minutes or less, or I'd be getting a stern phone call. Not to mention all of the work that was heaped on evenings, weekends, and holidays when my clients were very often in crisis mode. Saying that I was heading into a full-time role with a little apprehension was an understatement, but I truly wanted this new opportunity to be a success. Here's what I did first to make the transition as smooth as possible. I took a good look at my coaching business and I clarified what my bare minimum looked like. And maybe you're gasping at that and thinking, the bare minimum? I could never do the bare minimum. Well, the bare minimum looks different for all of us. And a lot of times when we look at how we're spending our time in our business or our full-time roles, even our personal lives, there's a lot of fat that can be cut. There's a lot of things we're doing that just aren't necessary. The Pareto Principle, or the 80-20 rule, as you've probably heard it called, states that 80% of outputs are a result of 20% of the inputs. In everyday terms, this basically means that 20% of the things you do in your business are creating 80% of your results, or in your full-time job. So 20% of your marketing efforts are probably bringing in 80% of your clients or customers. And 20% of your clients are probably responsible for 80% of your revenue. We see the Pareto principle in action even in our closets. I would bet that you probably reach for 20% of your clothes 80% of the time. Like me with my navy v-neck tees, headbands, and Lululemon leggings. Anyway, before day one of splitting my time as a full-time employee and a business owner, 
I took a really close look at how I was spending my time in my business and I zeroed in on the 20% activities that were really creating results and I decided that those 20% activities would be my new bare minimum. The highest impact activities and that's it. No fluff. Then my next step again before day one was to determine where I needed help. In my business, I hired a marketing assistant to help me get the podcast out the door each week. I would love to tell you that I've got this amazing batch system and that all of my episodes are recorded months in advance, but that's just not my reality right now. Batching content is amazing, and I highly recommend it if you've got large open chunks of time to dedicate to it, but I don't have that right now. And by the way, Amanda Warfield from episode 56 is an amazing resource for content batching. Definitely check out that episode if you want to learn a little bit more about her technique. And I definitely hope to return to content batching in the future. In my personal life, we hired a housekeeper. This was a huge weight lifted since now my time looked completely different. We also took advantage of Hamper, a laundry service that would pick up our laundry and bring it back freshly washed and folded in 24 hours. And by the way, I think this code still works, but if you'd like to save 50% on your Hamper membership, go download the Hamper app and use the code ABOUTTIME50 to save 50% off your membership. Give it a try. Also, before day one, I tried to map out what my new ideal week would look like. Of course, knowing that it would change and evolve along the way. I talk a lot more about ideal weeks in episode 48, but an ideal week is basically a template of how you want to spend your time each week. It's not meant to be a measuring stick for perfection. It's just a guide so you're making time for what's most important and you're not winging it week after week. My ideal week has definitely evolved, and there are always surprises, which is just a part of working with a team where time is a shared resource. But for the most part, this has been my structure for the past six months. After getting up and drinking a glass of ice water, I get myself dressed, and then I get the girls up and dressed. Daycare drop-off has me back home around 8.45, so I'll usually do a few things around the house, but I'm always, or almost always at my desk by 9 a.m. 9 to 11 is ADK time. This is when I'm working on podcast episodes, having coaching sessions with clients, interviewing guests for the show, and working on my business. And then at 11 o'clock, which is 9 o'clock West Coast time, that's when my clockwise day starts. I do my best to keep ADK time confined to 9 to 11 and clockwise time continuing to 11 until I wrap up the day, but sometimes things are a bit more fluid. Sometimes a clockwise meeting will need to happen before 11, and sometimes I'll have an ADK-related phone call after 11. It all kind of evens out, but having the ideal week as a starting point helps me make decisions about what to schedule when. One of the biggest changes in the past six months came in January. My husband, Scott, left his full-time job in early January and joined my business full-time as my podcast producer and head of operations. This shift has been amazing and challenging in so many ways. 
I love working with Scott and having him on my team. It's really shifted our perspective of it's about time from being my business to being a family business. And that's been a very meaningful shift. But with any new team member, especially a full-time team member brand new to the industry, comes some friction. Suddenly, we were trying to integrate Scott into processes that I've been handling on my own for years. Delegating meant teaching and coaching and being patient as he got the hang of processes and new software. Things felt slower, and sometimes I felt like I'd be better off just doing things myself. But patience pays off. As a result of Scott joining the team and taking a lot of day-to-day operational responsibilities off my plate, I've been able to spend my time on an exciting new project that I'll be sharing in the next few weeks. In addition to Scott joining the team, there are three big decisions we made this spring that have helped me manage my time. First was revamping our systems. One thing that was absolutely necessary when Scott joined the team was revamping and tightening up our business systems. When you've got solid workflows and systems in place, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you do something. Plus, everyone on your team is on the same page about how and when to do what. And of course, I'm speaking from the perspective of business systems, but this is just as applicable if you work with a team at your full-time job or in your nonprofit or in your volunteer organization. To revamp our systems, we grabbed Alexandra Beauregard's Fresh Start Systems course and Asana templates. You met Alexandra last week in episode 120. In Fresh Start Systems, Alexandra has already laid out exactly what you should do in your business every day, week, month, quarter, and year to stay on top of literally everything. It felt like having a cheat code or a shortcut to have all of these systems listed out and ready to go instead of having to create them from scratch. Second was refining my speaking workflow. And this goes hand in hand with revamping those business systems. Along the way, I recognized a big need to improve my speaking systems. Speaking virtually and on stage is one of my probably top five favorite things ever. But I started to get so many exciting speaking requests this spring that they started to get hard to manage. And that's definitely a great problem to have, but I was worried about things falling through the cracks because I didn't have a great system in place to capture all the details. So I reached out to the speaking expert, Jessica Rasdahl, for help. We worked together and are still working together to refine the experience I create for speaking clients from start to finish. Having a better speaking system in place with templates and workflows means I'm spending less time bogged down in the details and more time on what really matters. Plus, having these easy to follow systems in place will make them easier to delegate and it creates an amazing experience for the organizations and meeting planners I partner with along the way. And if you're looking for a speaker for your organization, your conference, or your team, I can promise that I'll make working together easy and fun. And third, I started working with a business coach again. I realized a few months into the transition to being a full-time employee and a business owner that I wasn't quite sure what the future of my business looked like. 
I knew I needed help redefining my vision for the future. I knew that my business needed to change to accommodate the new time constraints associated with having a full-time job, but I wasn't quite sure how or what it could look like moving forward. Katie Wusso from episode 69 has been a huge help in crystallizing my vision and defining actionable next steps to get there. Yeah, I'm a coach with a coach. Anytime you want to work on something specific, whether it's casting your vision, growing your business, getting a new job, and of course, improving your time management for better work-life balance, I highly recommend working with a coach. A great coach asks powerful questions and creates space for you to work through things like mindset shifts and imposter syndrome so you can take the steps forward that get you where you want to go. And if you're like, wait, what does working with a coach have to do with your time management as a full-time employee and business owner? Well, I knew that without a clear vision for the future, I wouldn't be able to make confident decisions about how to spend my time. It all starts with vision. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. A few more quick tips. I look for any opportunity to turn a meeting into an email, a Slack message, or a screen recorded Loom video. I never want someone to walk away from a meeting with me and say, well, that could have been an email. (laughs) This way, by email, Slack, or screen recorded Loom video, I'm able to communicate with others on my team, whether it's my ADK team or my Clockwise team, at a time that's best for me. 
giving them more space on their calendars and the ability to respond at a time that's convenient for them. Also, anything that can be templated is templated. Whether it's the invitation email that goes out to potential podcast guests, contracts, questionnaires, I am constantly looking for opportunities to create templates so I'm not starting from scratch or reinventing the wheel. In a similar vein, anything that can be automated is automated. We've started getting creative with programs like Zapier or Zapier, I don't know which one, Zapier and IFTTT to connect the different softwares I use to run the business. Okay, for example, here's one. Anytime somebody schedules a podcast interview using Acuity, my scheduling program, a calendar hold automatically pops up on my Google Calendar, a new task is automatically created in Asana, and Scott automatically gets a Slack message letting him know to begin his workflow to prep for the interview. All of that happens in a matter of seconds, and all of that automation means less time spent bogged down in the nitty-gritty details. And while a lot of things have changed about the way I manage my time in this new season of life as a business owner and full-time head of community, here's what hasn't changed. I still do a weekly planning session every week. My weekly planning, which I talk about in episode 82, helps me reset, plan in advance, and anticipate obstacles before they happen. Plus, I am not a morning person, and my weekly planning session helps me make a bunch of decisions at once instead of throughout the week or in the morning when my energy and my patience ebbs and flows. Also, time blocking is more important than ever. I've always been a big fan of time blocking, scheduling time in your calendar for specific tasks on your to-do list, but now that I'm managing tasks across a business and my role at Clockwise, plus things on behalf of my family, I've got to schedule and prioritize tasks carefully to ensure that the most important things get done first. Another thing that hasn't changed, I still rely on a community of women for support. It takes a village, y'all. Running a small business and working remotely for a company with employees all over the country can feel lonely sometimes. I do share an office with Scott now, but there's just something magical about having a community that understands what you're doing and where you're going because they're on their own different but similar paths too. I'm grateful to bounce ideas and talk about life and work and parenting with my friend Logan. We usually have conversations going in Slack, Instagram, and text at any given moment. And I meet with my mastermind group. We call ourselves the Go-Getters, Kat, Kimberly, Felter, and Stephanie, every other week to share wins, talk through problems, and cheer each other on. Those Voxer conversations are always hopping with ideas and brainstorm sessions throughout the day, too. And finally, I'm still committed to banning busy as a badge of honor and helping you stop feeling overwhelmed and start spending time on what matters most. My mission hasn't changed and having this mission and this purpose keeps me going. Every time someone tells me that a podcast episode made a difference for them or a coaching client has a major light bulb moment and experiences a huge transformation, every time somebody DMs me and says that they've been working on their routines or that they're starting to time block or even that they drink a glass of water as soon as they wake up in the morning now, I know I'm on the right track with how I'm spending my time. So if you've got a lot on your plate, 
Maybe you're working full time and you have a business like me, or maybe you just have a business or just have a full time job. I encourage you to first identify your bare minimum or your 20% activities that are going to yield 80% of your results. Those things that are going to give you the biggest ROI or the most bang for your buck. Then do those things. Second, ask for help. Whether it's hiring a housekeeper, delegating to your partner, outsourcing laundry or meal delivery or whatever, working with a coach, hiring a freelancer, asking for help doesn't mean you're weak. It gives you an opportunity to spend more time on your strengths when your time is limited. And third, find a community. Having a group of people to support you, help you talk through things, work through challenges, and even have difficult conversations when they're necessary, it's a game changer. I am so grateful for my community and I can't wait to see how these relationships continue to flourish. All right, so that's how I'm doing it. Zeroing in on the highest impact activities, systems, delegation, and support. As always, all the details from today's episode can be found over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 121. And while you're there, don't forget to grab my 21 top time management tips. These 21 time tips are an awesome starting point or an opportunity for you to take your work-life balance to the next level. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 122. You might be surprised to learn that most people approach time management from the wrong direction. Time management, good time management, actually doesn't start on the pages of our calendars. Instead, it starts with heart. Next week, I'm sharing my time management roadmap with you. And this new direction just might change your life. All right. That's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.